video recording right now? Yes. Yeah. So can I say something? Yeah. Say I just want to say I appreciate from a brown chocolate skin brother the fact that the lighting is proper and I don't look like a dot. <laughs> you got to get the proper light to be able to absorb the chocolate. <laughs> One time I was at Hot 97 early in the morning. I right, I could start it like this, so we'll get into it. But I'm I'm at uh, people who know me know I'm not full of shit. So <laughs> I get a phone call at like two o'clock in the morning. Hey, can you take this person to Hot 97 for Ebro in the morning? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll take her, no problem. I'm not gonna say who she is because she, she was pretty disgusting. But anyways, <laughs> we get there and the lighting. Like I'm looking at the lighting and I was just like, this doesn't really convey for people of color. Like this is this is kind of weird. You know what I mean? And so since that day. I've been like anal about lighting, and it's like all about the lighting. Like bro. I can't even take like my phone's races. Yeah, I'll, I'll t- it's I'll, all about the lighting. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Is we <laughs> we were interviewing. We were interviewing. Um, it was actually two stories, but so we interviewed uh, two guys uh, of color, right? Yeah. Uh, one was more um, uh, Middle Eastern color. One okay. was black, and the both one of them it was pitch. It was in his backyard and it was pitch black at night. And I go, well, where, one, where's the light? Two, you're, you know, you're a darker <laughs> complexion. You, sh- you need some sort of, like I literally it, midnight. And then the other, and, and the other guy was like in his garage with no lighting whatsoever. And I go, dude, I we can't see you. Like you need to, like you need to have some sort of lighting. Let there you're, be light. Like, okay, see come on, put some face. light on. Like we gotta make sure we can see you. It was through his phone. The phone was great. You remember when we got what's his name? Oh, when, he was in his back, when he was in his backyard and it was yeah, like pitch yeah, that black. Was ridiculous. That was like our first like ever. I was like, yeah, I can't even no idea see you. You got to add his part. This is yeah, the best part. <laughs> this is the good <laughs> shit. This is what we play in the beginning. And by the way, the, the, the name is not black. The proper vernacular is sexual chocolate. Sexual, sexual chocolate. Sexual. Like Mark Henry. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you call white then? You're, white not, you're not white though, bro. What is it? Is you this? really want to have this discussion? No, I want well, if it's on, sexual, let's do the intro. Yeah, we'll let's do the intro. I want to hear the, the flip-flop, right? I'm going okay. to get into it. Okay, okay. So, all right. So, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Burndown. We are sitting in Leaf Cigar Lounge in New Milford, New Jersey. Out here. Out here, baby. Uh, with another special interview. We are here with the co-owner of Leaf Cigar Lounge. This is L. Hefe, yes, the boss, the boss, Israel Leon. Oh, what's oh, going on? What's going on? Is get my Rick Ross on? Huh? Huh? <laughs> so what's, what's going on, on fellas? I, I'm I'm happy to be here, and I just want to say I'm not trying to be bougie, but yesterday we had our holiday uh, party, and we were here at like two o'clock in the morning, so my eyes are bloodshot red. <laughs> so uh, I'm keeping these Oliver Peoples on. I'm sorry. It, look, it, look, it looks good in the ensemble. It looks bro. like Top nice. G, Andrew Tate, always wearing sunglasses. Oh, wait, wait, here we go, here we go. <laughs> always wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, if you feel stress, you're a pussy, okay? <laughs> it's all in your mind. <laughs> all right, so let's, uh, I mean, we, we got a lot to talk about, and we have no idea. This interview could go one of several different, different ways, ways, okay? So we're just going to let it fly. We're going to go right off the cuff. Izzy, what? Couple months ago, when we did a photo shoot here, and he's like, "Yo, I got on the po- I got to get on the podcast. I got a lot to say. We could talk about a lot of stuff." And we're like, "Say less. Let's just let's just get on let's the schedule. Get into it." And Izzy forewarned us. He goes, "Listen, I don't. I mean, this could go. You know, we could <laughs> it, go. It, it could go left. Uh, it could really. He goes, go left. I didn't get questions, but we can go a lot of directions. <laughs> a lot yeah, of can, directions. So, so it's weird because, like, back in the day, right? I used to be like super. Like, I have like four thousand numbers in my phone. 
I might talk to two people a week that's non-business related. I cut myself off from everybody because it got weird, right? So I was real big in the entertainment world. Like, I was one of the guys who had Jersey Shore for their first two seasons when I used to be the marketing director at Central Entertainment Group. Shout out to you, Sal, if you see this. Um, the company's like trash now, but back in the day, it was awesome, right? And so Jersey Shore blew up. And all of a sudden, the roster of artists that start coming into the talent agency was crazy, right? So we're getting bookings for Rick Ross, 50 Cent, everybody. So I'm at Sirius XM Radio nice. uh, with DJ Woo Kid. His birthday's on October 11th. My birthday's on October 13th. We're throwing our birthday bash together. It just, it just got, got crazy. It got crazy. <laughs> so what were you? So what did you do for Jersey Shore, dude? So if you wanted to book them. Like Paulie D, oh, I don't know like if I can say. It. I mean, statue limitations, right? Okay. Like Paulie D, when he first started, he was probably getting like fifteen thousand dollars a show to like DJ, right? Jersey Shore got extremely popular, ten times that. Oh yeah, easy. And now it's him, now it's way more. I dude, bet that's probably trash now. But like him and are they back on TV? No, but I mean, wasn't he? The, think, isn't he the resident DJ over in uh, in Vegas? Or yeah, for, but, but it's different. It's like, all right. So as an artist, right? As a musical artist, as an actor, as someone, if, if you decide to take club bookings, this is the way it works. Pay me, by the way. So anyway, this, <laughs> this, this, this is the way it works. You got a little buzz. You'll do fifteen hundred dollars a show, right? Hey, can you book me? You reach out to the promoter, club owner, whatever, right? That money, nine times out of ten, is coming out of the promoter's pocket. Unless the owner is keeping all the money in house. So they'll pay the fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. All of a sudden your song, your movie, your reality TV show, it starts going a little bit higher. Now you're at five thousand dollars a show, right? Then something just pops where you're on TMZ, page six all the time, you start dating another famous celebrity, you become infamous. And that's when you start asking for asinine amounts of money. So it's like, hey, yeah, I know you booked Paulie D uh, a year ago for six thousand dollars, but the rate is sixty thousand dollars now. And it's he's like, gonna if you bring, want him, you got to pay it. He's going to bring 2,000 people to your club. You're going to do it or no? Yeah, and exactly. Like, yes, write the check. Yeah, 2,000 people at $100 a ticket. And so out of that, you take, you take Yeah, the, it's 200,000 bucks, and you're going to give 60 to him. It's worth it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's, so. that's cheap. It's probably more. It's probably $200 a ticket. But, right. And not, not to mention all the liquor and all the other stuff that you're going to be selling while you're there. You, but, yeah, uh, I need to get a... Um, yeah, we're all smoking blueprints here, yeah, obviously. Smoking we're smoking blueprints. blueprints. Yeah, we kind of... This, this is what we do every If you every look at this camera and it's not red on top, just let us know. Yeah, so I don't know if I can't, you, I can't see Oh, the record well. button? There's a little yeah, thing on the top. But we've um, had too many instances where things just go wrong. No, so. it says record in the middle. Yeah, so perfect. As long as you see that, we're good. Listen... I'm all down for supporting the cause. They said you have to smoke blueprint, or we're gonna we're gonna kick your ass. So I was like, all right. <laughs> Actually, the conversation was: Listen, it's, two on, it's two on one. I like those odds. You know Am I mandated to smoke blueprints? And I said, we said, no, you're not mandated, but we think you should. He yeah, says, let's, all right, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So it's like, and then and we're drinking, um, we're drinking some red wine here. Okay, this is, uh, I believe, this is a cigar box. Is it a cigar box? What no, it's something he pulled out of his cabinet. Oh, something you pulled out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what uh, is it? Uh, I don't know. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> okay, perfect. From uh, from 2014. Enjoy it, fellas. Well, oh, it's from 2014. Yeah, man. Vintage. Okay, so we're drinking some eight-year-old. Well, actually, 2014. They probably bottled it at 2013. I mean, it's only right if we cheers, chin, chin, salute. Mm. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, let me get my uh, My bad. All right. Hold I grew on. up around a lot of Italians, so. Oh, oh, oh. Let me get this. Let's do it. All right. Cheers, fellas. Salute. Cheers. Thank you for coming on the show. All right, let's get this. Uh, 
Let's get this interview. Uh, dude, I'm really loving these arms. Oh. So this is the first time we're using these, yeah. these pockets. We just bought yeah. these specifically for you for here. So I like it, man. We might I have appreciate to incorporate it. it in our studio. Can I can uh, I get a little weird before this before we get too deep? Hey, man, get weird. Of course. So I just ran out of lighter fluid. So, anyways, <laughs> you need a lighter. You need some? Yeah, please. Here you go. So, I want I want to start this off by saying this: a lot of people, being Mister Popular and all this other stuff, a lot of people wanted to know why I disappeared, and I was saving it for for this conversation to be able to sit down because for me, enjoying a cigar is much more than just blowing tobacco in and out of your mouth. Oh, it's, it's the way, fellow, it's, it's the fellowship, way right? Way more, yeah. We say that a lot here on a podcast. It's, it's the fellowship. So, I literally was doing everything. You would see me with Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar De La Hoya, Austin Trout. He was he beat Miguel Cotto in the Garden. I was behind that. It was a lot of stuff. And then life just smacked me in the face, dude. You know what I mean? Like, right, I how that, so, think, dude? How I did life this, hit you? I get, all right. How all so? Right. Uh, clearly, gonna be, clearly, it was a hit, not a knockout. It's going to be a lot of okay. name drops. Okay. But it's not for clout. Fuck clout. There's a guy clout. named Charlie B. Rest in peace, Charlie B. Charlie B had the first episode of MTV True Life. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you remember that episode where this guy got married, Italian guy, and he fucking lost his shit and it went super viral? That's how you going to fucking come off to me? Do you have any fucking clue who you're talking to right now? Besides the fact that it's my fucking wedding, I'll fucking cut you to up. I will gut you like the fucking piece of shit that you are. Do you understand? Don't you fucking dare come off to me like that. MTV True Life. I don't and, ever and, watched MTV and True he, Life. He was like threatening to kick the fucking driver's ass and was losing his shit. That's where Jersey Shore came from. People don't know that. That's where really? it Oh, they probably saw some Italian guy. They said, all right, this yeah, is going to be fucking hilarious. They wanted him on the show. And he was like, no, I won't do it. So one day we're in the club, Charlie and I, because he would get bookings for like $1,500 a, a, a show until he fizzled off. And they were like, uh, I asked him, I said, dude, should I do Love and Hip Hop? Right? Because I had an opportunity to do Love and Hip Hop. And he was like, bro, never sell your soul. Like, you want a family? You can have a great woman. This, that, and the third. He was like, bro, if you choose that side, it's a dark path. And it stuck with me because I was. it wasn't just me. And it was me, people who could vouch for this story. And there's an artist named Mickey Fax right now who is a, a really dope lyricist. Probably like top five lyricist, you know, in terms I'm of- I'm glad you use the word lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lyricist, like not okay. songs. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, he never, you know, he was on the XXL cover back in like 2013. Oh, no shit. Okay. But unfortunately, it never like went to where it needed to go because some stuff happened with like him and Joe Budden and Wu-Tang and stuff like that. But as far as lyricism is concerned- it was nasty. Because that's, that's a huge difference between rapper and lyricist. Okay, there's a big, big Nas, difference. J Cole, lyricists. Yeah. Uh, Eminem. Well, yeah. Exactly. Eminem. Like lyricists. Exactly. Lyricist, okay, and then you got guys like you know little, six little nine. Baby, right? and I, I, know, baby I don't really and, know rappers today. Uh, dude, if you, you rap know, like Takashi this, six nine. Twenty one. You ever see nah, the? Uh, you ever see? Uh, or like like Snoop, right? You ever see his interview? Uh, I forgot what he was on, but he was talking about the mumble raps where they go humming, 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 It's the same shit over and over and yeah. over again. Just a, and it's you just never a flow. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> and you just you you can't think of a rhyme, so you put yeah at the end of every yeah yeah. And it's no, you just rhymed yeah. Burned down podcast, smoking a cigar. Yeah, about to drink a glass of wine. Yeah, that's exactly it. Kind of sounded exactly it. See, see, he likes it. You know what I'm saying? You put some 808s behind that. Exactly, man. God. All right, hold on. Let me get back to my my 
so, yes. so, so, yeah. So, it's me, Mickey, Charlie B. We're in a club. And Charlie B. tells me that. And for some, I'm, I'm intoxicated out of my ass, bro. Like, you know what I mean? But it, it Like just, how you were last night. Pretty much. But, it, <laughs> but it, it sobered me up when he said it. I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Right? So, all of a sudden. I mean, that's some pretty deep shit. Dude. That's pretty heavy. It's fun because I, I actually wanted to. I'm going to let you finish, but there's there's a good point that you brought up. Don't sell your soul because my wife and I talk about it all the time, but I'll, I'll let you finish and then say my two cents. Yeah, but. a lot of people don't know this, so hopefully you guys do do right by this. So, I mean, I'm confident you guys will do right by this. Um, so all of a sudden, everybody around me started dying. It was weird. Let me give you an example. Austin Trout. Shout out to my boy Austin. He just won his last fight, and he's switching over to bare-knuckle bo- boxing. He was the uh, the 154 champion of the world when he beat Miguel Cotto in the garden. It was awesome. Everything was on the up and up. I got introduced to him by a guy named Kevin, right? And they needed a venue, and, I again, I, I had the juice in the city. Everybody called me A-list, blah, 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 blah. That's why my Instagram's still Mr. A-list, right, even though I don't go by that name anymore. And so I'm like, all right. So I was working with these Russian people that owned Gelsomino, and it was like a karaoke slash restaurant. And then they also own uh, Marivana, which still exists today, and a couple other spots. All right, whatever. Fast forward. I'm like, yo, bro, I, I'll set up a restaurant. I'll, I'll get champagne. You know what I mean? It's, it's fine. It's not costing me nothing. I got the juice. Just bring them by. We'll yeah. do the step and repeat. We'll have press there. I made a phone call to Adam Glenn on TMZ. Hey, be here. I need you to interview this guy. It was moving like that. Not like, hey, can you do me a favor? It was just, bro, show up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I do that. I meet Austin. Austin thinks that Kevin and his group set it up. It was really me who set it up and my conglomerate. And I want to say two months later, he's at a strip club. This guy, Kevin's at a strip club, and he's rolling with the wrong person. He leaves too late at night. And rule number one, when you're at a club, leave by 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. You don't stay at a club to 4 o'clock in the morning. No, nothing advice. good ever happens. I would argue midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, yeah, dude, like, dude, so, so like, looking the later back, it gets, the worst shit can happen. Looking back at it now, show up at 12, stay to 2, and go the fuck home. Don't mm. go anywhere afterwards. Yeah, don't go, go anywhere. Right Just home. go home. Right? And thank God for another day. Anyways, this guy, he, he gets a ride home from some guy. Somebody shoots up the car. The car flips over. He dies. Jeez. Fast forward again. But me- Charlie's always in my ear. Right? So these are people that took the other route. I'm assuming you're No, I don't even think that that's it. I'm not saying that. What, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that the industry is very dark. Right? Let me paint another picture. There was an opportunity that had came up to get involved with a restaurant. It was called a restaurant lounge. It was called Salon de Lafayette, SDL Lounge. It was myself, a guy named 212 Charlie, uh, Terrence Howard, the actor, and a guy named Jensen that stole all the money. All right, but yeah, I said it. Anyways, <laughs> um, this guy I went to college with brings in a guy named Day Day and another guy, I don't remember his name, but the one guy was the drummer for Fabulous and Day Day Correct me if I'm wrong. Rest his soul. Forgive me. But I believe his title was the uh, touring manager for Nicki Minaj and uh, Pusha T. Right? Okay. Sure. We meet. 
we take a picture. It's the four of us. Behind the picture, it was like gold. Like if you guys can see here, well, you probably can't see here, but there's like gold um, accents all over the walls yeah, like here at the marks. lounge, right? Yeah, 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 I see it. So it was a similar gold slick. You know, I never paid attention to that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's Sorry. all over. So it's, it's realization. All, it's all over. Yeah. Dude, so it was similar gold markings at Salon de Lafayette, right? So it's four of us. We take a picture. The Rat Pack. Boom. Dude, he's like, yo, we're going to do work together. I love the way you move. I heard a lot about you, this, that, and the third. Everybody speaks very highly of you. When I get back from Philadelphia, you know, we're going to do some work together. I'm like, all right, cool. Dude, they decide to go like a day or two early before the concert started. They go to a random bar. Day they get stabbed up, he dies. And Fabulous' drummer, he, he, he recovered, thank God, but, you know, he, Wasn't just, the same. he just disappeared. Damn. So I'm like. This is crazy. This is the second occurrence of... Dude, I'm walking home one day. I hail a, I hail a cab because I don't feel like walking the extra blocks. It's like 5.30 in the morning, leaving the club. Dude, a bus just runs into the taxi right in front of me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And what? And how much of a time span is all this happening? Dude, it's just the, the occurrence of after I got that message... You started, my, started my noticing... More. You guys believe in the third eye? Like the yeah. perino gland and stuff like that? It just went poof, right? Shit. And you just start seeing stuff, right? Then I'm like, it's, it's so many stories. And, and these artists that you think are your friends, they're not your friends. Um, a lot of them were your friends as long as they can get something from you. Mm. If they can get a booking from you, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm riding around in, in, in the car. I'm driving Omarion around, like just hanging out. You know what I mean? Because we got a booking and we're talking about doing business together. He leaves New York. He signs with MMG, uh, Rick Ross's uh, yeah. label yep. back in the day before that broke up. Never hear from him again. Um, I'm, I'm doing bookings for Rick Ross. I get shafted on that. DMX, when he got out of jail, my people went to go pick him up. Shout out Steph. Uh, we were, I had set up a million-dollar deal for him, um, but that didn't work out. Uh, it was just a lot, bro. People just start disappearing. and It was a lot. And what you realize is the person can be good, but a lot of their circle – it's so trying you hang to hold out on to the cash. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, nah, we're not going to let this guy go. We're it's not like the, let... uh, the crabs in a bucket. Facts. Right? You ever heard about that? Crabs no. in a bucket. Crabs in a bucket. Put all that? crabs in a bucket. One tries to get out, and they all try to pull the crab back in. Oh, shit. A, th- okay. a thousand percent. Like, yeah. like if you're if you're the, the cash cow, and you're paying the livelihoods for these people and their family, the last thing they're going to do is let you go to a, another option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's better for your health, sanity, they and don't pockets. Care. Selfish. If they can't get a piece of it. And so they're going to do everything in their power, right? I get a call from Romania. It was a kickboxing show. Romania? I took 10% of the kickboxing show because they wanted to come to America. The show was called Super Combat, right? The guy, this dude named Edward, piece of shit, he says, hey, can you put it on American television? I make a phone call. I get it on CBS Sports. Well, me and my guy, Jelani. Shout out, Jelani. You get it on CBS Sports. Ten episodes. It's like, what's the deal? I'm like, we get to keep 100% of the commercial sales. They want X amount of the commercials, and we can sell the other amount of the commercials for whatever we want, and we get to keep it. That's their deal, right? But they want like $10,000 a show for airing it on CBS Sports. Yeah, no problem. That's a great deal, blah, blah, blah. All right, so I got the juice in Romania now. The guy calls me up one time and tries to, like, cut off Jelani, who's a really good friend of mine from, from Bushwick, Brooklyn, where, where, I, where mm-hmm. I grew up, right? We was in the gym together. I'm like, Jay, man, this guy's trying to get me to come to Romania without you. He's like, man, fuck that. He's like, you should go. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going. Like, 
that's not the way that I move. Yeah. He didn't tell you about it. And he's trying to get me to go to like throw hookers my way and all the rest of this other stuff to try to figure out the angle to mm-hmm. yeah. try to get what's gonna happen, you know, ten months from now when he finds somebody else, he's gonna cut your ass exactly. loose. Exactly. You know? It's like fuck that. I'm it's not like, look, that's the beauty of the mic, man. Just move it out yeah, the you way. Can move the mic out the way. I will. So so I got the juice in Romania. I get a call one day. Hey, uh DMX's manager took uh $7,000 for a booking. Half of the deposit, no, thirteen thousand for a booking. Half of the deposit, and they're not responding. Can you please get in contact with DMX? You know we're out this money, but we really want them in Romania. Mm. By by the way, in Romania, their clubs are not like here. Like they have like outdoor clubs that hold like four thousand people. Outdoor clubs. Yeah, like indoor outdoor clubs that hold four thousand people. But it's all about the entertainment. So a lot of these clubs have like stages and stuff like that. So you'll be sitting there partying and listening to some weird ass music, and then Nelly will come out and start performing for an hour. Dude, so these you know clubs, I mean? these clubs are probably off the hook, just next level. But off the hook, it's funny because they're like in the year, and the laws are probably not they're not the same here. So you can probably do whatever the fuck you but want. But they're like they're like ten years behind us on the time. So what I mean by that is, is like, so Nelly's Nelly, that's why Nelly's performing. Drake, Drake <laughs> is probably just getting popular there now. You understand what I'm saying? Sure, like, sure. So there's a whole bag for him to collect over there if he decides to go. How did and how did you get your tentacles and all this? How did you build this this plethora of contacts and get it? Like, you grew up in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You said right? Um, yeah, I grew up in Canarsie, but I grew up in Bushwick as well. Yeah. So. How did you get involved? What made you want to get involved in all this stuff? You just had opportunities coming It kind of fell on my lap. Like, So I was working. When I graduated from college, I had a corporate job. And all right, another story, bro. I'm going to have to show you pictures because you guys are going to be like, I love this guy, this you guys are going to be like, this guy's full of shit. Bro, this is all, it's all no, the whole story. I don't think that at all. Man. all it's, but all. it just froze too free, freely. Like, this can't be a lot. Dude, my sister was managing Valentino, the clothing line. I think it's like Bobby Valentino. What was that? 61st in Madison, right? The marketing director for Valentino was a guy named Robert Souza. Another piece of shit. (laughs) I love it. He's just like, this guy, Bob. You know what? No, I don't think you're you're full of shit because you talk with so much conviction and confidence and it flows out. If you were kind of bullshit, you'd be like, yeah, and, uh, you know, this this guy over here in Romania and, um, you know, this other guy, you just, it's just, no, but you know, you're just, you're just, you're just it's rethinking also, occurrences in it's your head. Also, it's also, yeah, how freely the names come, how freely all this, the context come, but it's also the level of detail, yeah. right? If you're full of shit, you're trying to fill stuff in and you're just trying to, it, it doesn't flow, or, but the level of detail and how precise all the stories are. you're going are, to like different side stories. You're like thinking, you're talking about what's going on and another event happened this in, in this one event you're talking about and you're like, oh yeah, by the way, this happened. It, I'm so. sorry. Yeah, I, I got to go back and finish these stories later, but <laughs> that's just the way my brain works. I got a little bit of Kanyeism in me. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. It's yay. It's not Kanye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really? That, really? Okay. Yeah, you can't call him Kanye anymore. His mama call him K- Kanye. I'm going to call him Kanye. Thank you. His, your mama call you Kanye. I'm calling <laughs> Kanye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I hope he gets the help he needs. But um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, Robert, Valentino. Robert Souza, right? So my sister goes, you need a job, bro. Like college is over now. You need a job. I'm going to make a call and, and, and see, you know, if Robert will hire you. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, what does he do? Oh, he does marketing and this, that, and the third. I'm like, all right, no problem. This is what started it all. Like, this is the seed that was planted that made me who I am today. It's, but it's so weird. You ever see... Uh, uh um what's that that movie where the girl is um 
working for the magazine editor and oh, then Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Damn. Dude, I had like that a was such a low. You like that one? You like that one? <laughs> <laughs> I would have no idea. Yeah, you like that? You think she was hot? Who was Anne, it? Anne Hathaway. Uh, yeah. Anne Hathaway is very yeah, good Anne looking. Says, She's pretty, yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Fuck Mary Kip. No, I'm just kidding. So. So, well, it's also in the movie that I thought you were gonna say she's not that pretty. Uh, yeah. No, what's um, what's the world? Uh, Meryl Streep, right? Is that yeah. her? Yeah, I mean, she's you know in the movie she's an absolute bitch, so right. it makes her much much less attractive right. in the movie. But she's actually uh, hot. No, she's a good looking woman. I, I mean, thought how, she was how, hot in Batman. How old is Meryl Streep? She's gotta be like eighty. Bro. We're talking about Meryl Streep or Anne Hathaway. No, well, Anne Hathaway. We already established <laughs> nah, that. Anne, fine. Anne Hathaway is is Meryl. Meryl. How old is she? Uh, she gotta be in her eighties. She's a classy woman, though, isn't? Yeah. It? yeah. She's, she's definitely been in, a classic. She's been in everything. For sure. She's everything. the type of woman I would be like her driver, right? And no one would know that we're like participating in fellatio experience. <laughs> that you're pulling you're pulling off some parking lot <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Right? Participating in fellatio <laughs> experience. Right? You know what I'm saying? That's They're such an, an elegant way of saying <laughs> you got the li- he's got the limo, you pull up next to him, where's the yeah. driver? Oh, he's in the back with yeah, the with the, the He's in the back with and the like, I'm exquisite fellatio. I'm like, hey Merrill, uh give me like twenty thousand dollars a month. Like I'll be your I'll be your poster yeah. boy for a little while. I give you some I give you some of that young blood. Well, back to okay. Robert Souza, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I get pulled in for this interview. I meet with this guy. He's like, "Bro, if you can last three months, I'll give you six thousand dollars a month. But for the first three months, I'll give you two thousand dollars a month just to see if you can last." I'm like, "Yeah, what do you need me to do?" He's like, "Bro, I need you to be my EA, executive assistant." I need you to do marketing. I need you to do the books, finance, everything. Like, be my eyes and ears for running the business while I go off and do whatever I need to do. I'm like, all right, uh, let me try it. The next day, I get a phone call, 5 o'clock in the morning. Meet me at the Soho house. I'm like, what the fuck? It's 5 o'clock in the morning. And I was traveling from Canarsie. People who don't know, Canarsie, the, L, the last stop on the L train, Rockaway Parkway, mm-hmm. for me to get to Soho house, um, 14th and 8th, and then walk there, like, it would take at least an hour it goes from rockaway parkway it goes through canarsie through east new york through bushwick through east williamsburg through williamsburg it's a hike to the it's city a hike it's one train l train got it i but thought so i thought you were talking about soho queens no 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 soho house and uh soho oh, house, soho like, house soho house soho house soho it's, it's okay. a private club got it got it got um, it in soho I'm in soho no 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 in the meatpacking district yeah so you guys never I, fucking heard of Soho House? No, I've heard, we've heard of Soho Cigar Club in Soho. All right, I'm gonna take you. Guys, uh, I'm thinking Queens. I'm gonna take you guys to Soho. House. No, I heard Soho, and I was instantly thinking of the Soho uh, Cigar Soho Cigar Club. You guys know where the Gansevoort is? The what? The Gansevoort in the Hotel in the Meatpacking District? No. Nah. Cielo. Thanks. Right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Anyways, I get in there. Long story short, <laughs> let me fast forward this story. I get in there. He's like, yeah, I want you to meet this guy. Like, he's an incredible musician, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna do some business together. It's fucking John Legend. Oh shit! Before no John, Legend John Legend, before John Legend was yeah, John Legend, right? So At I that think, point, it was matter John. Fact, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think I think he I think he had just dropped. Was his first song "Ordinary People"? I thought I just don't. Uh, I just don't for all of me. I thought it was ready all, to was go it all of right me? now. Is that maybe? Nah, nah. All maybe of me was the one he wrote for his wife. Nah, whatever the fuck his song Back was. Back then, he was John. He wasn't John yeah, Legend, John, right? John. His name so, was John. Is that really? That was his name? I had to drive to Philadelphia. I had to drive Robert Sousa to Philadelphia. And now I'm in a private concert sitting next to John Legend's mother. And then I meet his brother, Vaughn Anthony. We exchange contacts, right? Because I still had my, my foot in the club scene. And so now I was like, hey, Vaughn, you know, you want to do some bookings? You want to do this and the third? Let's talk. Like, let's do a, a, a booking for John Legend before he fucking blows up. You know what I mean? 
So like that type of thing, like keeping my my networking chops active, yeah, is how I was able to establish these type of contacts. Like it happens now. Like I just ran into Remy Ma two weeks ago, coming out to the bundle store where she was buying some like hair supplies and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, are you Remy Ma? She's like, yeah. And I'm there with my kids and stuff like that, so I'm not gonna bother her. But she's like, yeah, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, tell your husband Papoose. Ayla said, what's up, man? It's been a long time. She's like, who? I'm like, tell your husband Papoose. A-list. She was like, Andrewlist? I was like, A-list. She was like, oh, okay. She probably was looking like, what? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, this is a funny story. Papoose, damn. When, when she left to get in her car, I know because she has a street mentality, I know she probably was thinking like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Because she pulled around. So the exit, guys, the exit of the parking lot was to the left. I'm parked like next to the to the weave store. And she comes all the way around and stops next to the car. And she's looking in the car. And I'm just like this. And she looks in the backseat and sees my daughter. And she's like, nah, he can't be a stick-up guy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is weird, right? What she doesn't know is, is that in Richie's gym, Pat Poos and I were training in the gym all the time while she was incarcerated. Oh, no shit. And then we would just kick it. And then I had set up a bunch of different events at La Marina. And Papoose and I would hang out there and stuff like that. And so she doesn't know that background. But then it's funny the way life works. She also doesn't know that the last time I had saw her was before she got incarcerated at Jason Capanna, the vice president of Title's wedding. You know what I mean? Like, I could have just went deep with yeah, it, but I yeah. just left it alone. Yeah. But that's a perfect example because if I would have hit her with the, hey, like, we're both really good friends with this guy who pretty much launched your career, who you love, Right. Let me get your contact information. Let's do some bookings. Boom. I don't want to do that shit anymore. But it's just the way it works. And so so what's the what's the whole conception or uh, not conception? What's the whole idea of booking? Like how do, how do you get screwed over? How do you lose money? How do you make money? I'll break it down to you like this. You so guys this, whole, this whole – all these contacts, you were you were someone who booked a lot of events. Right. I'm, that's what I'm gathering so yeah, far. a lot. You booked a lot of different artists at different a venues. Lot. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm understanding so far. But the industry's fickle. So you guys have an amazing podcast, right? Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it, bro. But you're going to keep growing it, right? And so what happens is Israel makes a phone call one day. Hey, uh, not saying this would ever work, but hey, uh, I don't know, Club Magnuto. Let's bring, why don't you guys pay $1,500 and bring the Burn Down podcast there? Because after you do it, based on your metrics, you're going to get 50 new people coming into the shop that are going to spend $100 yeah. per person, right? So now well, you say, hey, listen, you know, Burn Down podcast is going to come up. They have all these people. They show up. People, you're going to have 100 people going to come and want to watch them live. Right. right. So you're going to have 100 people in your lounge. You do an event, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm. Right. So you and I. Foreshadowing. You and I <laughs> sign a contract, right? That basically says you're not exclusive to me, but every time I book you, I get ten percent, twenty percent, percentage, whatever it is, right? Okay. So now you guys are happy. You like, yeah, we don't have to pay him shit unless he does the work, right? So now I get you guys ten bookings, and now you guys get fucking picked up by Vice Network or something like that, God willing, right? Now all of a sudden your bookings are fifteen thousand, but you guys have a cousin, so I book you for fifteen thousand. Yeah. But then you guys have a cousin. Who sits there in the background while you guys are doing your show and goes up to the owner because the connection's been made and saying, Hey, how much did you pay for this? Oh, we paid fifteen thousand. Oh, next time you could just pay ten thousand. Just give me a call. Israel's axed. Mm. And that's what happens in the music business all the time. Someone always undercut yeah, somebody see, else. You know, I, I feel I feel like first off, that that's that's wrong. And we 
we pride ourselves and we we never you know we would never operate that way like if we if we are with somebody we are with that person unless there's a mutual you know if there's an a, a butting of heads of some of some sort but it's not like middle we of the try deal, to be men of integrity yeah you be men of integrity right you right. something something happens you sit them down and say hey listen i don't like that you're doing this you don't like that i'm doing that let's see if we can work it out if we can't then we go our separate ways all right but i feel like in a, in that scenario is i would say all right this is a um the the pricing is is confidential right right and when you sign it it's a confidence it's you sign like okay we're going to book it mm-hmm. pricing is only to be discussed between these three parties right we burn down it would be israel yeah, cause you can't, be, because can you can't because yeah. uh, like contractually like write certain things in yeah, where it well, says bro, like it was a full disclosure this isn't like grown israel talking this is like 21 22 year old israel talking who has no idea got it yeah the ramifications of that would come from not having a business set up properly yeah you know what i mean no you gotta we but, gotta put everything on paper and i even i even say i'd say that with like we had a a deal with um uh make, make an hour our cigar mm-hmm. right with blackbird cigar company and i'm you know there's a whole lot that goes into it too but it was we Dude, watch out a glass of wine you're moving your hands too much it's gonna go right on the computer we had a um, scaring me. we had a call and we said listen you know we're we're good friends we were friends prior to the the business relationship right and we said listen we understand we are we are very good friends. We talk all the time. So, but let's keep friendship, friendship, and let's keep business, business. Let's write. I mean, we can do the handshake and everything, but let's write it down. Let's make a contract. Let's sign it. Let's keep that separate. And then friendship. This way, you don't mix the two. And it's not like, oh, we did on a handshake. Oh, you said this, but you said that. And now it's there's no contract. And somebody tries to, sc- no, this is what it says. This is the contract. You sign it. Done. Keep that separate. So um, you were in your young 20s when you were, you were doing yeah, we're, we're, what we're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. But, but like I'm a completely different person now, but I just like to paint the picture so people can understand why yeah. like I didn't go in the direction that everybody thought I was going to go. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I know that God had other plans for me, bro. There's no other way to explain it. It's funny how it works that way, right? It's funny how it's yeah. it's like you you could be like when you were 20 21 years old you probably thought if anybody asks you this is what I'm doing the rest of my life. I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this right oh, yeah. and then something happens and it's just and you don't know you can't explain it you can't explain how it happened you know I mean if you're a, if you're a man of God you can certainly explain it. there's only that's the only other reason 1000% right it's the only other reason is that God had a different plan and this is he put this into my life because he knew that that's not where I should have went yeah. So he's gonna put this, and it's just, and it can happen in a day. God's, all of a sudden, God's the one who told me to get out of Brooklyn, move to Jersey. How so? It was just divine, like it was divine intervention. Like you woke up and just like I can't, I was like, like yo, I gotta get out of here. Yep. Well, I'm not gonna be alive. I gotta get out of here. Right? You grew up where Canarsie, you said? Yeah. And it, this is when I was in Bushwick. He's like, yo, I gotta go because it was just too much random occurrences, bro. Like I'm, I'm in a another. Yeah, and, you're, a, and you're thinking like, all right, this is wait, this is not. A, Sure, certain shit's happening and I could be next. Dude, this is weird. So I'm out. Another name drop. You guys love R&B? I'm a fan. You probably don't know who this is, but if you love R&B, you will. You know who Jill Scott is? No. Who? Do not Jill know. Scott. Do not know who Jill Jill Scott? Jill, Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Nah. See, it's funny. I can hear him clearly into the head. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You know who like Maxwell is? Yes. She's like the female equivalent of Maxwell. Okay. And in her world, she's a huge R&B artist. That baby making music. I'm with some chick. <laughs> oh, here's another story. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Oh, man. I'm with some chick doing whatever. I decide. Whatever. I decide I want to walk 
to the train station, 14th and 8th, to catch the train home instead of just catching a cab. I walked past Highline Ballroom, which is on, uh, what is that, 16th and 10th or something like that? There's a black SUV parked outside. Dude. Instantly turn around and go the other way. It's Jill Scott. <laughs> oh. Okay. Right? I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I'm not going to fanboy out. I've been dealing with celebrities for years, right? Now you guys start to understand the picture. Like, yeah. I don't care. But this is Jill Scott, bro. Like, this is like. This is like if you saw dude, Prince. You'd I've be had, like. You know, I've, I've made a, <laughs> I made a lot of love to this woman's music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm like. He's instantly thinking, all right, I'm, I'm going to the back of this SUV. Dude, <laughs> so I'm like, yo, you're Jill Scott. Totally not me. Like, who does that? Yeah. That's like a fanboy reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. You know what she does? She bows to me. She bows? She bows to me and says, my king. Really? How did that make you feel? Dude, I was like, why would you do that? I was like, we don't do that. She was like, I just came back from Africa. And in Africa, queens bow to their kings. My right hand on the Bible. Like that, right? So I said the cheesiest what? line ever. I said, well, in my culture, we kiss each other. And we just start making out in the middle of the street. You and Jill Scott. Me and Jill Scott. No were you way. with the were you with this other the other girl at the, at the time? No, you, no, no. I left her. Oh, I was gonna say that's a that's a yeah. that's a move. That, that's I, just I didn't give her my name. We just start kissing in the middle of the street. Did at least did she play some Jill Scott? She play her. This own is music? where I was. This is like the corniest. Like it's so corny. There was that's a guy. Ne- there was a guy. Level. There was a guy who was like sta- like as far as you are away from me right now. There was a guy who was there, but you could tell they weren't together. Yeah, my dumb ass. Stupid as fuck. <laughs> How old were you this time? Twenty six. Okay, yeah, you're dumb as fuck. At that <laughs> dumb as fuck. I go, I go like this. I go, hey, bro. Um, let me get your email contact. I would love to do some bookings for Jill Scott. Cancel. Negative. End of that. End she of looked that. at me like, what? You you were no longer. He king. gave me an email. <laughs> you think he ever responded to my email? No, nah. of course not. You went from king to servant real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they walk into the club, but I look back at that day sometimes. I'm like, bro, I'm an idiot. Like, I had the juice. I could have went into Highline Ballroom, got complimentary bottle service, sat down with her, treated her like the way she deserved to be treated. I didn't know she had just got divorced. Like, I didn't know this shit. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? You're 26. You were just gonna... young and dumb. And I'm sitting there like, yo, did I, really just, did I really just make out with Jill Scott in the middle of the street? Like, yeah, but at, now you got a good at, story. At 4 o'clock in the morning? But, like, I'm an idiot. Right now, you got a good story, man. But that's the, what I'm trying to say. Like the reason why I had to leave New York, it was stories like that, dude. The first weekend I moved, but that's not really that bad, though. No, it is bad when you put it all into perspective. Like, why am I attracting these type of people and these type of yeah. energies? Yeah, that's not normal life. So, you know? at, at what? So, okay. at what? Po- so, let me ask you this: At what point, right? So, you had all these this, you know, big into the bookings and meeting all these crazy artists and, and famous people. Yeah. And like you said, something clicked and you had to get out. So you went from that into what was the next you know chapter after you got out of Brooklyn and moved to the next chapter of your life, which when, ultimately like, led so you So in here. other words, when did I become Yoda? When did you become Yoda? When did you become El Jefe? The El Jefe. Well, 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 first of all, it was Yoda because then the El Jefe is like, now that's, yeah, that, Jefe, that's, yeah, a, yeah. Cigar, that's a cigar venture. Yeah. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. So this is the next chapter. Yeah, Yoda. I, I became like peace and my beads and namaste and blessings to you and Peace King and Third Eye Open. That all happened when I made a decision. It was like, dude, no one knows this. Should I say this? 
Fuck it, I'm going to just say, say it. Say it, and then later on, if you want to change it, we'll edit it out. I got you. No, nah, don't give so, him that option. Let him fucking so, say it. So, 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 all right. So let me paint a picture. Going back going back to Woo Kid, let me paint a picture. Um, I booked Woo Kid to do his birthday party at Katra Lounge. And people who don't know DJ Woo Kid, 50 Cent, right? Yeah, yeah. All these old Eminem's rappers. DJ, 50 yeah. Cent. They're going to keep talking over here. No, the, you can't even hear it. All right, cool. I'm it. listening. You can't even hear All right, cool. All the New York rappers. All the, all the New York yeah, rappers. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, Woo Kid and I are getting cool. I put a, a, I put a lot of money in his pocket for a dating app that I was involved with as the marketing director that, that got acquired by tags, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, Woo Kid shows up to our birthday party with this chick, and she's your complexion, and she has a 49 She's inch. white. She's white. No, she, 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 she's creme. Okay, so, okay. She's what? Okay, yeah. She's what? She's creme. She's creme. Okay, so I wanted to ask, okay, because before we before we started this, this Go is ahead. real quick, I'm going to interrupt really quick. Before we started this, all right, you know, Israel had said he appreciates the proper lighting um, being of someone who is sexual chocolate. Yes. Okay, so it's not black. It's not African-American. Only African-American if you're from Africa in my, okay, but you're... It's not black. He said it's sexual chocolate. I like sexual chocolate. I said, okay, chocolate. so if we're not white, what are we? So is it cream? Is it sexual cream? No, no, no. So here's the reality Seductive situation. cream? Here's what the is reality it? situation. And people who know me know I'm not full of shit. Where are you from? Where am I from? New York. Where's your family from? Germany. You're German. Where are you from? <sighs> Mostly Italy and Ireland. You're Italian and Irish. Right? Yeah. So if someone asked me, and people who know me, I'm telling you, go to my Instagram page. It's how I move. If somebody asked me, hey, uh, those two guys that were here, I'd be like, oh, the, the two guys from Burn Down Podcast? Yeah, where are they from? Oh, yeah, one guy's from New York, but he's German, and the other guy is Italian and Irish, and he's from New, New York. York as well, right? Yeah. Oh, the two white guys? No, 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 he's German, Italian, Irish. Three completely fucking different cultures, you dumb cunt. I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and, and call people white and black. You're a guy. To me, he's, first and foremost, all right, fuck this. Let's go make put the cigar down. No, no, I, no, I appreciate what he's saying, though, no, too, yeah. because it's black like. Black is not a race. Right. Black is a culture. You know, you know what, what black is? Black is whether you're from a, a product of the African diaspora and you've eaten collard greens and rice and beans and you dance salsa and you go to church. Man, I and love you collard shout, greens, though, okay? And I go to church, fucking, too. So. I don't know. Maybe Genghis Khan, maybe you know Hannibal Lecter down the road, some, you know. No, but I get what you're saying because it's just, it's just like a. a, a Morgan Freeman had said it. He's like, you want to end racism? He goes, stop calling somebody a white man, a black yeah. man. And he goes, he's a man. And that's and a woman. To he go goes, off of that, there's an interview with Waka Flocka. And he uh, goes, I've been to many different countries. We're the only country that say black people, yeah. white people. He goes, everywhere else, it's like where you are in the country. It's like, whatever. You're European. You're yeah. Italian. You're Irish. He's like, America's the only people that say black people and white people. Black mm-hmm. is jazz. Black is hip hop. Black, so, okay. is, black is Kool-Aid with a same amount of sugar. It's a culture. And if you can relate from that culture, no matter where you're from. Which I believe everybody can. And that's the thing, too. And that's a good point, is too. Is it's like you can, like you said, there's the black culture, which uh, there's a lot of things that are inside of the black right. culture. Okay. Hip hop, for one of them. Hip hop is very um, immersed in the uh, black culture. Just like you said, there's a lot, there's certain foods that are in the black culture, there's certain you know, activities, whatever it is. Right. But everybody can relate. Like, I like you like you love hip hop. Fuck yeah. Okay. Do you have to be in the black culture to like the black No. It's a culture. You Shit, love hip hop, right? My nickname in high school was Easy E. Like, you know, but, but let's dive into that, right? Let me ask you so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If if I'm in Jamaica 
And I asked, country or the town? The country. Okay. And I asked. We're in New York. Okay, there is Jamaica, New York. He would say Jamaica. <laughs> okay. All right. So for the people that are not in New York, there is Jamaica, New York. And if okay. I asked, if I asked this random chick, uh, let's say she's two shades darker than you, right? And I say, hey, uh, where are you from? And she says, I'm Jamaican. And I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna say, are you black? Right? No, she's Jamaican. That's what she's gonna say. But woke people, the so-called woke. <laughs> She'll let's say get, she'll say on it. she'll say yeah I'm a black Jamaican or I'm a black Dominican an Afro Dominican I'm an Afro See, Puerto Rican that though because like I would never say I'm a white German that's that sounds I'm, terrible right that's what I'm you know that literally say. sounds like I'm a fucking Nazi I would never I would say, say I'm, I'm a, a white wh- Italian that's, that's like what no. I'm trying to say you understand what I'm saying yeah, so, yeah. so at the end of the day we designed the nickel we built the railroads the the, the Pentagon um, Queen Khalifa had california that's where the amazons came from haiti is the reason why america was able to purchase the louisiana purchase dude people don't even know that the person who founded chicago there's still a statue of him today was haitian right there's a lot of shit people they don't say know. they obviously say he's black there's Geechee. there's yeah. gula which is a sub substruct of an african dialect that's very similar to what people speak in the bahamas and in trinidad and tobago which is the patois right all of that to me is a culture Mm -hmm. now if you want to identify as a black person culturally i am that i identify as that but if you want to refer to me with all that i have to offer this world and you just want to say yeah that black guy over there you can go fuck yourself yeah so so there's respect me no there's two so there's two things i want so one is i want to go off of that too is where there's so many different regions of of african a lot of people think that all right you're african-american you have to you know be of darker complexion that's 100 percent not true because Elon Musk is African American. Yes, Elon Musk is he is from South Africa. Yeah, he's African American. People, people, the woke culture are not going to like. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's he's more so than some people that are born here that say they're African American. They've never even been to Africa. And I go, you're not from Africa. You're not African American. But he's you're not, not from. But he's there. not black. But he's not black because he doesn't identify with the culture, and the culture's not in him. He mm-hmm. wasn't raised that way. Right. That's the difference. And that, but that, and We're so I want, confuse a lot of people. I know, I love it too. I no, love I talking. It makes this. complete sense. No, it makes hundred percent. So, so let me ask you this. Okay, so there's, so where are you from? Where am I from? Yes. If you ask me where I'm from, I always say this: I identify as black culturally, right? But I have Guyanese, Dominican, and Cuban roots. Guyanese, okay. Dominican, Guyanese, and Cuban. which is Ghana, right? No, Guyana, South America. Guyana. Oh, I'm sorry, Guyana. Dominican and Cuban. And Cuban roots, right? Do you think Which the Dominican, the Cuban roots, some of the reasons why you enjoy cigars so much? I mean, it is actually. You know what's funny? I was talking to my you cousin. You got that, that blood in you right there. Dude, I, was talk- <laughs> I was talking to my cousin. Uh, apparently, I used to have family in Havana, Florida. I didn't even know there was a fucking Havana, Florida. Havana, Havana? Havana, Havana. Is it Havana, Florida? It's a Havana, Florida. So here's a quick question then. Is, yeah. and maybe you know the answer to this. Is Havana, Florida, was it a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an assumption. Was it a, a group of Cubans from Havana, Cuba that came to Florida and created Havana, Florida? No. So Florida. That would be my best guess. And you I'm ready wrong, for this? Clary. Florida's real name is Florida. And when Florida, before Florida was established as an American state, it was owned by Spain. Mm-hmm. The same way Louisiana, Louisiana, my accent's coming out, was owned by France. Yep. French. France. Excuse me. And Haiti killing Napoleon's brother. Um, is actually what started gave us the opportunity gave to, us the opportunity to make the purchase because France basically said fuck it we're not trading with with, uh, mm-hmm. with England 
dude, people don't even realize that in this country, there used to be like six different forms of currency. 100%. There was the pound. There was the French. Yeah, it was, quits, a, it was a melting pot it. of all the other ones. Pot, yeah. Right? And it wasn't oh, until, you know, if you really want to get weird about it, like some people would say that there's been technically like eight black presidents before Obama. That Abraham Lincoln was, his, his grandmother was, and that uh, Thomas Jefferson, that his grandmother was. And it gets it gets deep, right? But I mean, like, you can you can clearly you know look it up, and I mean, it's, if you can trace back the lineage, then I'm just saying proof from, is in the from pudding. A, you know, from a historical standpoint, if you really want to dive into history, then this conversation just got real deep. If you really want to dive into it. history, let's dive into history, right? Like, so then it goes back to start when you start asking those questions again: What's black? What's white? What is that? You understand what I'm saying? I like how you said it. it's just it's just a it's a culture that anybody could. And I thought I thought what I was going to refer what Justin said too about Morgan Freeman. I thought that made so much sense yeah. to me when I w- watched that years ago. And he's like, "You want to stop racism? Stop saying black people, white people. That's just more division. Right. You're just create. You're just creating more yeah, division. It's just a, you're a man. You're just you're tell a man these kids the truth. Just say, look, people in Africa. If you really want to tell the real story, this is what I would say. I would say the richest man to ever exist. His name was Massimosa. Yep. Right. He had like trillions. And he made was... he made Jeff Bezos seem like a peasant. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. In so Europe, people that don't know Mansa Musa had like trillions of, in gold and I don't even know who that is. You look him up, you, the guy. You're gonna is, learn today. Yeah. Look learn him up. Me. Like to your point is is, you know, thousand, ten thousand fold of what Bezos has. Like it's just disgusting. Right. Maybe I heard him. It sounds maybe familiar. Disgusting. Europe was fucking poor. They lacked technology and like they were dying from plagues and they didn't have money. So Mansa Musa took ten thousand slaves, camels concubines and made them all carry their weight in gold and traveled all throughout europe just giving money away is that where this <coughs> excuse me is that where the saying you carry your weight in gold pretty much is that where that comes from pretty much shit, shit. so when he did that it history completely lesson. changed the entire economy right correct me if i'm wrong history buffs i think that was 1290 something whatever like i, I don't want to mess up the date but either way, slavery started 150 years after he made that that pilgrimage, and so I like I'm not trying to correlate the two, but it's interesting to me that a person of color, Mansa Musa, a king, would go and do this, and then all of a sudden, you know, three generations later, they're they're going to the African people and saying, hey, these different tribes and cities and cultures and stuff like that, saying, hey, you want to sell some people off because we're going to go establish a new world. Let's really dive into that. Like, how the fuck can you do? They still do it today. But as a person, like, let's say you want to identify as African-American. Dude, you were sold by your people who conquered you. Yeah. To yeah. an Italian guy who was representing um, a Spanish queen mm-hmm. when he was on his last leg, who wanted to get to India, who didn't, who never made it to America, North America. He stopped in Dominican Republic, La Isla Española, and he was the governor, Christopher Columbus. He never made it to fucking the state. Who, by the way, brought uh, introduced Europe to tobacco. Fun fact. Christopher Columbus. Fun fact. Right? Talking about tobacco. And then, <laughs> and then. I'm just so, I feel like I'm getting. No, I, lo- no I love it. No, but your, your point is like, why do you want, if, you know, if you want to be, you know, like you said, identify and associate with that so much. But, you're, but if you trace it all the way back, like they, they're the ones who sold you. Right. It, if you want to get real, get if real. You get, and, and, and let's say there was 500 oh, years of slavery. Oh, this is going to. Oh, let's we're going to get so many. You're going to get views on this. This is going to stir hold, 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 Let's say there was 500 years of slavery. There was more, but let's say there was 500 years of slavery. 
Dude, there's been some great African kings during that time, bro. That nobody talks about. That nobody talks about. That never came. That try that to sold free them. Anyone that sold so them. So in 500 years, you don't try to save any. You don't, like nobody sits there and says, "Damn, I was fucked up." What my great 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 grandfather did. Let me take 10,000 people over there and just go get my people back. No, you don't do that. You leave it the way it is. No, but you're right. Is they only talk about? But and that goes on. We had we mentioned this um, uh, uh, on a previous episode. Actually, the episode that we just um, released yesterday. Uh, it was called um, The Key to Saving Our Society. Mm. We had talked about how in today's world, everything is, it's all about, I mean, there's so much depression, there's anxiety, there's loneliness, people, the suicide rate is up through the roof. There's, everybody's pushing this mental health, positive mental health, whether, wokeness, you know, cancel wokeness, culture, there's cancel culture, that. there's racism, there's prejudices, all these different things. We talk about how cigars can cure all of that. I mean, right now, what are we talking about? We're, you know, we're talking, we're having a cigar right now and we're all having a great conversation. We talk about uh, how cigars can cure your your mental health. They're great for your pos- positive mental attitude. How they're great for reflecting on the past and visualizing the future. If you want to, if you're depressed and lonely, you can go to a cigar lounge. Never smoke a cigar in your life. You walk into a lounge. Somebody says, "Hey, I'm, I'm new to cigars. I want to learn about it." Bang! You can. They're going to teach you. You can sit in here. You can have a friend. You'll instantly make a friend. It, it cures everything, right? But we talk about how in this day and age, no matter how many good things somebody does you do one bad thing and they're they they shove it down the media's throat and they they blast you for it on the one bad thing Mm. right nobody wants to talk about all the good things so it's like there could be all of these you know great moments in history but nobody wants to talk they want to talk about the negative stuff so let me ask this question negative self is gandhi in your opinion is gandhi a good man or a piece of shit i don't know much about him to make an opinion because gandhi in I mean, no, early, I obviously know who Gandhi years, is, but I'm not a history buff. In his on early him. years, he supported apartheid, and he said he should basically kill off mm-hmm. people of color. Let me let me and ask as you, he got let me older, ask you this. Go ahead, please. Because you obviously are a very intelligent person. Appreciate it. What drove you to learn all this knowledge about history and different ideas and ideologies, as opposed to just following what everyone else is saying and have like a victim mentality or a very small-minded mentality as you see a lot with different all different people they see one or two people saying it and they just say it and then when people push back and ask them about it or have a different opinion they just walk away they don't they don't answer because it sounds like if i had a different opinion about history you would be able to say something very articulate and smart and educational about it so it's very intriguing to talk to people who take time to learn have their own formulate their own opinion and just be knowledgeable of what's going around them as opposed to just listening and not investigating. So where did you accumulate all this knowledge? Yeah, you have always a history it? guy? Not so 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 I, I think that when people watch this interview, first and foremost, they're gonna say there's like ten different conversations they never got a chance to finish. And and it's not that we didn't get a chance to finish it. It's just that when you're building and we're exchanging energies, it's difficult to stay on that topic mm. because now we're getting into the conversation that we were meant to talk about, right? And and when you talk to people who are really aware, and I use that word very, very loosely, but when they're aware, it's difficult to maintain thought patterns because you really want to... So to answer yeah. your question... Your energies are blending well and your energies take you in all different... Right, Yeah. right. So, because if I didn't like what you're saying, and if I didn't like, if I didn't agree or understand, I would just be like, here, quiet, like, fuck this motherfucker. Like, right, right, no, right, but right, yeah, right, to your wanna, point is that we're all, we're all, um, 
like you said, loosely turned aware. Right. Okay. We're we're all open minded, and we're all I, you know, you're a very intelligent um, human That's what being. I appreciate. And I and I I consider us. I consider myself. I know he's an intelligent. I consider myself intelligent as Sometimes well. Sometimes I'm intelligent. And we're all we're all on that same wavelength, and you can fe- you can feel it. I'm right. sure you feel it right now. And right. I know Eric feels it, is that when you guys when you connect when your frequencies your it's internal a, frequencies. Chill, it all blends yeah. and you can, you know, you can feel it. You can feel when you're when you're talking to somebody and you don't really connect with them that well. Yeah. You yeah. can feel the combativeness a little bit. But when you're all blending and it's yeah. gelling, you can really feel it. And then you can, I mean, we've been talking for almost an hour and it feels like it's been five minutes. What brought us all here? So when I was a kid. This one motherfucking thing. This when I, one when thing. I, when cigars. I was a kid in Catholic school, they would tell me that the sky is blue and I would say, why? And if you couldn't explain to me that the light from the sun was white and comes down mm-hmm. and the particles in our air obstruct different rays of light. And like the, the only thing would, that comes out is the blue. The only thing that comes yep. out is blue. I want to know why. So it's like, why? You know how many people used to tell why? me that it was the reflection of the water? And it's I said, bullshit. but water's not blue. Water's like, clear. Exactly. They'd be like, why? We <laughs> I mean, used to always and, say that to and me. And these said, adults, no, these scholars, these teachers could never answer why. Like, Yeshua. Christ, Jesus, Iosis, whatever you want to call Christ, right? I remember the first time I saw the blonde hair, blue eyed version of Christ, right? I'm like, okay. I'm like, but isn't he from Africa? Wasn't he born in Africa? Like, why is he depicted like this? Oh, well, it's just the way it is. And it doesn't matter um, how you view it. You know, as long as you have Christ in your heart and you accept him as your personal savior to send a third. I'm like, well, that's cool. But like, but why this? Like, why? Like, why? Oh, I come yeah. from? And the next thing you know, my mother starts getting phone calls. Your son asked too many questions. He doesn't, got know, the when, devil he doesn't him. know when to shut up. And, and, and we're going to pop him with the golden ruler and all this other but stuff. It's, but it's good to ask why. I just want to know why. It's I just good to know ask why. why. And if somebody would have told you, like, straight up, if they said, okay, why is he like this? Well, when you trace him back, if we go all the way back to where he was born, this was his mother, this was his father, and these are the, the drawings that we've had from the earlier time of this, blah, 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 blah. And they gave you an answer. You'd be like, okay, cool. Thank you. If it was you. acceptable, yes. If it was acceptable, right? thank you, cool. But, but then, when people, but, they don't, they, I feel like when they don't know an answer and then they try to make something up. You can weed through the bullshit, and I go, all right, well, that's just a bullshit answer. And I've been that way since I was a kid, dude. Since I was a kid. We're just asking why. Right? And And if you you genuinely... Some kids, I find that they ask why just to to be annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll just say why, and then why, and then why, why, why. And they're kind of doing it to... They're not really doing it to know why. They're doing it just to kind of poke you because they know it bothers you. But if you're genuinely asking why, I want to know the answer why. Why? And then you give them an answer... If it's if it's an acceptable, mm-hmm. well thought out, intelligent answer, then great. So now I got to sit here and read it in a book because you can't explain to me. And the worst thing you can do to someone if you want them to stay asleep is give them access to information. That's a gem. And nowadays with this. And it's funny you said right here. This you have any piece of information that your heart desires at yep. your fingertips. And it's funny you said if you want people to stay asleep because yep. it's kind of like an oxymoron because today the term is woke, meaning yeah. you're very aware of what's going on. In retrospect, <laughs> you're actually very, you're not aware at all of what's <laughs> going on. Wokeness. Oh, so my God. The real term should be, you know, if you want to be sleep, that's the correct term for woke because, yeah. at least in my opinion, these people who are woke or know what's best 
one, don't know shit. Two, don't do enough research or formulate their own opinion. And three, they just follow the pack and whatever the fuck everyone else says. And that's something that you you, you touched on. We we talked about again in the previous episode that we right. we mentioned and all, all the good reasons and the good things that's the cigar uh, community and culture. I know it's tough when we're, when you're being the interviewer. It's tough to smoke to keep it lit because yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, which is why I try to interject every once. I like, give them a chance to puff on it, right? Thank you. Um, but pause, pause, right? <laughs> but, but we did another episode where he said teaching somebody how to how to smoke a cigar, and so you put it in your mouth and finish it off. Pause. Uh, pause. Um, uh, <laughs> what what was I going on? Oh, when we say that people nowadays nobody they want it, they they want to stay sleep. Right, they want to stay with the blinders over their eyes. They don't want oh, to think yeah. about for themselves. Right, they don't want to critically think, formulate their own thoughts. They just want somebody to tell them how to think, so that they can regurgitate it on somebody else. But that's design, I, brother. I got I know, that's. I know it's. And this, this is what give me this an is, example. I I uh, when I turned the TV on this morning or yesterday, it just goes automatically to News Twelve, and it was News Twelve was telling you what the Mount Vernon police was giving people ideas so the porch pirates wouldn't take. Their presence off the porch. And these are some of the examples. Try to have the packages delivered when someone's home. <laughs> that's 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 one way of helping oh, people. Oh, thanks. Okay. Two. What was it? What was the second bizarre one? Uh try uh try to have a neighbor across the street pick up your packages. It was like very bland and very like logical. It's like when it's hot out and people and the news is like Oh, yeah, wear tank tops. Yeah, drink a lot that's, of water. That's, oh, it drives me nuts. It's like the, it the new, like these news things. They just and people are like, oh, oh, tell my neighbor to pick up yeah. packages. Sure, yeah. I should do that. Let me do that. They have it. My wife and I were sitting there. The same thing with the weather, right? They have the weather every morning, and I'm sitting there, and they sh- they show you the weather, and they said, okay, it's going to be chilly and raining. So then the next graphic they pull up, they have a picture of what you should wear. They said wear rain boots, a coat, bring an umbrella, and I go. Are people really looking at this saying, oh, thank you for telling me what I should wear when it's raining? <laughs> oh, the other one was... Like, how uh, dumb for, do you have to for, be? Uh, to get the packages delivered with, by signature only. I'm like, be, but really, people like ne- really need to know. Like, it's kind it of, feel are, like are, it's are, you, are you ready for this? There's a flood coming to all of New York and New Jersey tomorrow. You have 24 hours. What are you going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> I guess sit and wait for it. I mean, <laughs> or leave. Is it okay? What kind of a flood is it though? It's like, gonna wash everything away. No, oh, wash everything. Wash away? everything away. Yeah. I'm getting off the island, or I'm moving. Or away. I'm getting a fucking boat. I'm going way out into the ocean. <laughs> would you be surprised that I would put like probably 99 percent of the people, if they're not told what to do, they would all be stuck in traffic behind yep. each other trying to get out. No yep. one would have the fucking mental capacity to say, you know what. Let's go rob an airport. Let's go rob a boat. Let's go do something and try to find another They're all way gonna to just, get yeah. off. They're all going to be washed away by the water because people lack. Damn, I'm about to turn into Andrew Tate. People are just inherently not smart. They're dumb. Because they yes. choose. Like, there's one thing I learned. There's a, mo- there's a movie. I think it's a movie. I forget what movie it says. It says, people are sm- uh, a person is smart. People are dumb. Yes. To your point. Everybody is going to try to run away from the tsunami. They're going to pack up all the shit. They're going to try to get off the bridge. And they're going to be stuck and probably get destroyed mm-hmm. by the tsunami. Did you know that the best thing to do in that scenario is to go towards the tsunami, is to get a boat and go way out as far as you can into the Atlantic Ocean? I would go all the way to Montauk. I would get a boat, all my personal, my most valuable things, right, family, get a boat and go way out, go like 50 miles out. Out there, did you know that your, your boat's just going to go like this? And it come, go up and go, go down. It, yeah. 
because once, it gets, once it gets close to the shoreline and yeah. it goes like this, the sh- the shoreline comes up like that. That's what pushes it so high. Yeah. Way out, the tsunami's nothing. If you're out in a ship, you won't even feel the tsunami goes. Your boat will go up, your boat will go down, and nothing will happen. That's where go but back. people are so go back dumb. Easy. Rob a motherfucking people boat. People are so dumb. But people wouldn't be thinking logically. And that's what you talked about before is that people, they, they don't want to think for themselves. And I'll have a conversation with anybody. doesn't matter what you believe in, where you're right. from, what your region is. It doesn't matter what your thought. If you take all of this, you know, there's an idea. You take this information from all different sources, from both sides of the fence, and you formulate your own thoughts behind it, then great. You're actually thinking for yourself. You're coming up with your own ideas. And you'll be more, you'll sound, and you will be more um, articulate and intelligent about your opinion because it's your own opinion. You don't have to remember what somebody else told you a week ago and try to regurgitate it. It's your own thoughts and your own opinion. I wonder what the turning point was. Like our, our parents, right, I felt like, we're more like, let me figure out for myself. I got to do what I got to do. I got to survive. Let me do it. I wonder what it was like. It might have been maybe like the coddling maybe of of people growing up. Like yeah, not like everybody's got to endure pain, endure Because everybody's offended by everything. We need to, we need to like, coddle I, your feelings. I wonder what the, the turning point was where it's like this whole society shift of I went from I got to figure out myself. I got to know how to survive to. Let me just listen to other people and just wait to be told. It's what the to safe do. space. Your I, feelings I think, are hurt. Go to your safe have, space. I think people don't have plans. Like I've always had a plan. I've always known that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I've always known that I was going to be a Freemason. I've always known that I was going to be an amazing father to the best of my capabilities and 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 not do what was done to me. Like I always knew that, right? Uh, like a lot of people don't have um, a plan. And if you don't have a plan or you lack a plan, then you're, you're, you're subject to fall. Like, it goes to the mental health thing, right? What's that Real, What's that thing? If, um, if you uh, fail to plan, then plan to fail? Yeah. Yep, exactly. like, like, like with mental health, right? Because, like, there was a time where I had lost, like, children and, like, we were trying to make babies. And, you know, that was another reason why I had to leave New York. And it was just bad, like, miscarriages and delivering the baby girls. They weren't here. It fucked me up. Like, I had marks all over my skin. My hair was falling out. I was messed up. Went to wow. see a doctor. Doctor says, you got to stop stressing out, like, before you get really, really sick. Like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, people don't realize that, that, like, your mental health can make you physically ill. Yeah, it gave me anxiety. Like, yeah. I never had anxiety before. And it was, like, two years of my life where I had the worst anxiety ever, which is why I just stopped talking to people, right? Because if I stop exchanging energies with people who are zapping from me, Using me for bookings, using me for radio interviews, using me for to, to, to market their brand or idea. If I pull myself away from that, then I can center myself and figure out what you know what I did. I took a, a, a self sacred pilgrimage. I a went self to what sacred pilgrimage. OK, I went to the largest Buddhist temple in the northeast, which is up in uh, Camel, New York, like. 40 minutes 30 40 minutes up past bear mountain sure okay right yeah, so you're up there you're up like adirondack was, area right i wasn't praying to buddha but i was up there just trying to figure out why they were so peaceful yeah let me see if i can learn something here yeah right and i learned i'm not gonna say what i learned but i learned then i went to a baptist church in inglewood new jersey and i learned then i was at the united nations because one of my clients at the united nations and i went to pray with the with the muslim brothers and sisters and i learned and i was like wait a minute there's a lot of connections in here. This is wild. And then all of a sudden, I just became, like, super centered. Like, we had a Christmas party here yesterday, a holiday party. And 
I wanted to pray over the food with everybody, but I was just like, you know what? Let me not offend anyone. So I grabbed everyone. We had like 60 people here. I grabbed everyone, put them in this room, and I said a couple words. And instead of prayer, I said, could we all just give a moment of silence? Because the year's been rough, and at mm. the end of the year, we reflect on who we've lost and where we need to go. And let's just have a moment of silence. And you said, listen, you if you hear a, yeah. you could hear a pin drop. Internally, if you'd like to, if it's praying, if right. it's just gratitude, whatever it is, internally. 15 you. seconds. You could hear a pen drop. And afterwards, there was such a loud applause where every it set the whole mood and the vibe. Where such a loud had pause. Amazing, everybody had an amazing time. What's a what? What do you what? Is, what's a loud pause? It was just dead quiet. Dead quiet. Like you said, a pin drop. But it's it's an interesting. Well, that's like what they say: si- silence is deafening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was True. just wow, bro. But it set the whole mood, and I think we have to go back to that to who we are. Like we're spiritual beings, right? 